0: Why don't you start the rasta program, using the rasta program and we'll do from there. morning adeem okay okay
1: um, welcome david welcome everybody i hope you've got enough participation from the universities this uh, program is really for uh, universities for the Pakistani university I would say for the Pakistani researchers and I would even go further and say for the people interested in Pakistan everywhere. So we want to take as wide an approach as possible to including people. And we are especially keen to include people from all of Pakistan. So I emphasize, do not think that this program is for only Lahore, Karachi, Islamabad alums or Kaiduism University or IBA, no. This program is for everybody. We would welcome participation from Gilgit, Baltistan, from Quetta, from Fatah, from everywhere. Wherever there is a researcher and a research question, we would welcome participation. And the idea here is to treat you all as mature researchers with good questions in your mind. And we would like to investigate the questions that you you have in your mind. We don't want you to have, um, to be slavish or think of following whatever I want to do or Fahim wants to do or anybody wants to do. So it's what you want to do, what you think is close to you, what you think is a good problem, take that up. Take that up and try and do your best to crack that problem by now we assume that you have enough methodological capital that you have enough ability to trace out your own methodologies you by now i think you all of the people here should have learned some statistical methodology some accounting some mathematics some whatever those are all tools those are tools for your research questions so the important thing is your research question and then of course You have to display the best methodology possible to answer the question and to be able to give us something that's worthwhile to think about. So I would, now we'll move on from here. I won't say too much. We had this thing, many of you might remember, we had, when I was in the planning commission 2010 to 13, I think 14, something like that. We did this program, uh, competitive grants program it was called. And uh, it was, it went off quite successfully. So to give you some, um, some impetus and some feeling that yes, this will be done well and it will be done um, to good satisfaction of everybody. I'll ask David Auden, who was who the key person in that program who coordinated, it, ran it and who developed some very good results um, out of it. So David will give us a brief overview of what happened then so that we keep that in front of us as a beacon and we move forward. David is also going to be on the Research Advisory Committee at this time. Do I see any of the mem- members from the Research Advisory Committee? Because I'd like those members to also show themselves. Fahim will tell you about the Research Advisory Committee. We'll ask some of the other members to speak later. But right now, let's hear from David about CGP and what he learned from that and what he gives us as guidance here. David, over to you.
0: Okay, well, thanks Nadeem and Fahim for inviting me and welcome to everybody to this seminar on, the <clears throat> on applying to grants under the RASTA program. It was my great honor and, and pleasure to work with Nadeem first in helping the International Food Policy Research Institute here in Washington develop a, a program for Pakistan policy and research, but then specifically, and Nadeem was critical in, in having that program approved by the, by the government, but then specifically to sit with him and work out this idea for a competitive grants program that would generate a lot of activity at a lot of Pakistani universities. That was our idea, rather than investing, say, in sending a few students overseas for PhDs and paying all those expenses, but rather to really give, you know, essentially our target was assistant and associate professors at universities across the country. We ended up funding projects at 46 different universities. So we really did strive to uh, get a full national representation. And that was really valuable because we got from that, you know, a very diverse and interesting set of research projects. So we started out uh, much like you've read about in RASTA. Um, we set up an advisory committee and they met and we made a first call for proposals. The, uh, the project proposals came in, the research committee, advisory committee made an evaluation of them uh, everyone got a score as to how they rank from one to five, say one's, one, poor and five, good, very good. Um, we then chose from those a group to give more evaluation and that group would get a, a set of written comments from the advisory committee. And then we chose a group from that to invite for... Um, presentations of the proposals. So that became an important part of the project that people would interact in various conferences, just as again, you'll see in in the RASTA program design. Uh, Then the projects would get going and we'd have a conference six to nine months later. I think the goal was six months um, to look at interim reports, have people present interim reports, and then at the end of the year, present their final reports. So that was the way it worked. We, we ended up doing three rounds, funding 71 projects. It was competitive from the point of view of the participants. We had about 700 applications. So recognize that RASTA will be similar. A, a large number of projects will be funded. This is a tremendous opportunity for um, research, social science research in Pakistan and about Pakistan. Um, and a, and a large number of projects will be funded, but but there'll be a lot of applications. So a building process, we always dreamed of what it would be like if we could run a program like this for you know, 10 or 15 years. There was a gap where we didn't have the support, but then thanks to Nadim's leadership, this RASTA program has been launched and we are back to building a research culture and a, and a research network, is, as Nadim likes to put it. Um, I'll stop there except for saying one thing I, I think the most important thing you know in case you don't get a chance to speak and you know there's a lot of things in the in the call for applications but I think the most important paragraph is selection criteria and process and as people prepare their proposals really take a careful look at the criteria that are laid out for what makes a good proposal I won't read them now but it's in the in the call for proposals and it's like writing a journal article, it has to be cohesive. It has to have a, an interesting topic. It has to have a good methodology. Uh, and these are the kinds of criteria on which the RAC will be evaluating the proposal. So I really want to call your attention to that along with the deadlines and, and general process. And I'll stop there Nadine, thanks. David, before you go, can you just tell us very briefly, what were the kind of
1: areas that we covered in CTP last time? Um, yeah.
0: Um,
1: was it a wide breadth or was it a we, we had a wide
0: range? Uh, let me just look. As I say, I mentioned we we funded projects in in 46 different institutions in every 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 province. Um, some not some non-university, but mostly university. And in terms of the topics, again, we funded 72 projects and uh, By the way, for those of you who are applying all but five of these projects were successfully completed to where the final payment was made Uh, as you see the payments are made in three tranches so we're expecting uh, real productivity from applicants who receive grants and the history is that that they have really come through. Um, In terms of topics we funded 10 in monetary and fiscal policy. We funded 15 in improved governance. I won't go into the details of, of you know below these categories. We funded five in urban and regional development. We funded 32. This is the biggest group in, in what we called vibrant markets. So entrepreneurship, uh, value added, uh, international trade, financial markets, wide range of topics that we we characterized as vibrant markets, important, obviously important for economic development. And then we funded uh, four in energy supply and demand, and N- Nadeem was always frustrated that there weren't more proposals in this critical area. And I think it's even mentioned in the RASTA that, that this is an important area for, for research. And then water systems and utilization, obviously another hugely important issue with climate change and so on. Uh, six projects in that area. So that's a, a rough outline of the, the types of projects that we funded.
1: Great. And tell me, I mean, in terms of uh, the kind of professional, uh, if you can, I know it's difficult to do, but from your memory, I mean, I know you don't have enough data on this. From your memory, what kind of a uh, research did we find? Was it young people? Was it old people? Was it senior people? Was it junior people? Was it faculty members who were who were keen to to do uh, research? I mean, you know, just just a brief kind of profile of the Right. Of-
0: right. Well, again, I think that if if you thought about what our op target audience was, this was to build a research culture and build a is strengthen the research social science research program of Pakistan. And so, you know, in a certain sense, I think we had in mind, well, you know, we want to work, you know, we want to fund assistant professors, associate professors, people who, you know, are who are fresh out of their own graduate programs or, you know, have done some research where they are and where, you know, the resources that the competitive grant would give them would really propel them forward. And we did get a lot of participants in, in that category. And I'm very pleased to see that in the research advisory committee for RASTA, a number of the RAC members, the research advisory committee members are actually participants from the competitive grants program. So that's, that's another indication of exactly what we are trying to do, that those are people who were participants and applicants three, four or five years ago. And are now with that experience are now gonna build this new program. I, I guess the, the last thing that should be said is um, it's a learning experience. And this program will have a learning experience. We, we had a lot of fun and a lot of good arguments and uh, did a lot of work to make the last program work. So we got a lot of applicants from young faculty. We also got app- your faculty. We got applicants from faculty who uh, wanted to support graduate students. We allow par- partial stipends for faculty members. I assume Rasta will do that as well. So they can have some summer support and support to do this research. Maybe get a course, you know, teach one less course or something like that, convince their administration to give them more time for the research. We funded field research, we funded uh, desktop research, some of the macro projects. Uh, again, it was a diverse, diverse set, Nadine, but, but I think it was broadly um, a young to middle level group of, of applicants, but including also some full professors and, and some non-university people as well. So it's good for everybody to know that the younger
1: group got a very good chance to participate in in, in the CGP, and that some of them have now progressed, and we should be very proud of that, to become faculty members in even Western universities, LUMs, etc., and that these people are now also on the RASTA Research Advisory Committee, so we have created scholars that we should be proud of. And hopefully in this program, we will do more of that, create more scholars, more ideas. The idea, David, I mean, again, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I just want to hold you for a little while more, that the idea really is, and I'd like your views on that, to to create public policy research professionals, who will eventually be the backbone of our public policy, uh, you know, uh, areas in universities, as well as in government, And also to develop ideas for public policy research, ideas that maybe many outsiders may not have an interest in, like for example, as you mentioned, energy, or as you mentioned, market development, or as you mentioned, for example, even Pakistan urban development or the governance framework. I mean, these people who are here now and who hopefully will be a part of our network, these are the people who have all. They're they image it to the problem. They are right there. They should be able to sort out, and, and or even enunciate better um, problems than you and I can, and probably be able to attack them with more creativity. So the idea is to create that cadre and make that work. How do you how do you think about that?
0: Yeah, Nidhi, I think I think you're right. We clearly wanted. You know that was our objective in the program we developed six years ago. Uh, to build a policy-oriented research capacity and policy-oriented researchers re- interest, re- researchers interested in engaging in the policy process, uh, I think we have to keep in mind that that doesn't constrain to one particular kind of project. And this is something that we had a RAC meeting for Rasta a couple of weeks ago, and it, just a great conversation good heated conversation about what kind of research, how applied it should be. Should it be ahead of the government leading them to places they aren't even thinking of going yet? Should it be reinforcing something very specific that the government is doing that needs evaluation? And the reality is you need a portfolio of all, all of those things Our research oriented research. So the portfolio of projects we funded was very diverse from, from very applied to very, very conceptual. Uh, from long-term historical analysis to econometrics. And I think that that's going to also be the case with the RASTA program. There's not one template of what policy research is, but rather there's many ways that researchers can contribute to the policy process. And all of those, we're looking for good projects in all of those different dimensions. It's not one thing. so. We'll have heated discussions in the REC this time as well about which are the best projects to fund. But I expect that that in the end, we will fund the best projects in a number of different ways of tackling this question of how can social science research contribute to actual public policy and development of the country.
1: Absolutely correct. And that's exactly exactly right. We We want to create a social science public policy professional and we want to elevate the debate in Pakistan. And this is the group or the network. Uh, that we wanted to be as large as possible and do it. Um, now, let me bring in, Nayab, are you there? Nayab, um, the um, Director of Research at Paid. Nayab, would you give us your views on what you think that this, um, what, are, what are your sort of objectives and uh, directions for the RASTA program?
2: Uh, good evening, everyone. Most of the things have already been said by uh, other participants, and coming from PIDE, research is something that we look for. And one of our biggest grudge is that the research in Pakistan is not indigenous, as Dr. Nadine keeps saying, that it's donor-driven research. This initiative is very local, and we want everyone to own it, consider it as their initiative. And a lot of, there are a lot of questions coming up in the chat. Uh, we'll deal with those uh, at the end. I've answered some already, but mm-hmm. if you visit our uh, Rasta website, we have a frequently asked questions section there already. Mm-hmm. So it would be great if by listening to uh, what's being said, you quickly go through those questions so that we don't repeat ourselves. And uh, the questions that are asked here are those that are not addressed on the website already. Uh, coming to what we are looking for, what kind of research we are looking for uh, in this competitive grant, it's, it's, uh, the themes are there and I would honestly hope that people would stick to those uh, five themes. It's, it's, uh, uh, the call would come after six months again and if somebody has a great uh, research idea, maybe that theme, if it's not in this call, it would be in the next one. So uh, please stick to the themes that we are giving this time. And another question that's being asked is that uh, uh, whether we are looking for quantitative or qualitative research, because PIDE has a very strong bias towards quantitative. That's not the case. We we want good research. With a very solid methodology, it can be a mixed method approach. <clears throat> it can be uh, purely qualitative. It can be quantitative, but it should be related those uh, to those themes, and it ideally it should provide some answers to the questions that Pakistan is facing. Uh, being an academic, we we love uh, dealing with ideas as such, but in this program, in this whole competitive grant thing. Uh, we, are, we want research that is policy-oriented. So while, while giving your proposals, stick to the themes, methodology should be solid, but we are, we are not exactly uh, have any bias towards any particular kind of methodology and it should be policy-oriented. If, if we find like, uh, we have energy there, it's, it's a problem that Pakistan is facing for so many years. Why is it that we still don't have a solution? So it would be great if, if the research coming out of uh, this RASTA gives us a RASTA. And for those who do not know what RASTA means, yes, we've made it an acronym for research for social transformation and advancement, but it's a Urdu word, which means the way. We are trying to find a way, finding way to a, a solution to all our problems. That's
3: it from me now.
1: Now, somebody asked a question about whether education is possible or not, and somebody asked a question whether we should, quantitative versus um, qualitative. I mean, I'll point you to two of Nayaab's papers that are very, very successful and probably impacted in a huge way. One is her paper on the demographic dividend, which is basically doing population analyses and just looking at the demographic tables and talking about how the youth bulge is happening and how the youth bulge is likely to affect the Pakistan economy in the future. Now, this paper is not any not econometrics and not uh, you know serious, uh, what do you call it, uh, very mathematical or something, but it is a very, very clearly done um, uh, the, the, the population analysis. And it has a very clear message which the government took very seriously and the government has been talking about the demographic dividend since then. The other paper is the middle class paper where she estimated the middle class yen um, and you know, using uh, methodologies that she thought up. And you know, she estimated the middle class and again, the Wall Street Journal picked it up and many other places picked it up. So I would argue that almost everything is possible, provided you have a clear question, provided you start off with a clear question and that you have a good way to answer that question, not necessarily all worked out, but at least a good direction in which to go. So all your questions are relevant and all your questions will be answered. But let me take up Mr. Uh, who was it? So here- Marie, is-
2: can I can I add one more thing? Go
1: ahead, please. Mm-hmm.
2: That, I mean, uh, like you said, it's the idea that we are looking for. I mean, many of the students, they have a methodology in mind and they want to attach an idea to that methodology. Here they have to think For the idea first and then think of a methodology that can help them to explore that idea.
4: Good point, good point. Uh, Fahim, what would you like to add? Dr. Nadeem, if you allow me, I can quickly take them through the RASTA program and I'll just show them uh, what would be the process uh, of their, uh, you know, this RASTA thing. So if you quickly give me like five, seven minutes, so I'll just take you through. Uh, as Dr. Nayab mentioned, uh, the RASTA means is the Research for Social Transformation and Advancement. It's a competitive grants program for policy-oriented research. And uh, uh, we talked about the main objectives of this. These are basically the five themes uh, in our first round. Let me mention here that uh, uh, there will be at least five more rounds coming up after every six months. Uh, we intend to call for research proposals and uh, with the similar, with the more new themes and with uh, more, you know, uh, uh, more focused themes. But for the for opening round, uh, we have these five uh, broader themes, uh, which is uh, uh, which are coming out from our uh, uh, growth strategy, which uh, PIDE is working. And after my presentation, Dr. Idris Khawaja uh, basically will give you a, a presentation on that uh, uh, growth strategy we are working on. So these are the five themes. Uh, We keep it broad, broad enough that, uh, so that we can give the opportunity to uh, most of you. uh, Just please remember that deadline uh, for proposal submission is uh, 20th of November and midnight Pakistan standard time. Uh, There is a research advisory committee basically Uh, It comprised of uh, 22 at the moment, 22 uh, uh, very well reputed uh, people from universities, uh, from uh, 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 government, both federal and provincial governments, uh, academia and international experts we have. So it's uh, quite a a team there and you can just go to our website on Rasta and uh, uh, go through their brief profiles there of the research advisory committee uh, the maximum duration uh, of a project which you are uh, will be submitting uh, for our review uh, is 12 month uh, the maximum grant available for a project is uh, 4 million uh, and then uh, there are more guidelines these are the things which are already present on the rasta website so you can go through these uh, details there Uh, we will be organizing multiple conferences and workshops uh, in which uh, you know papers will be presented and progress will be reviewed and uh, we will invite uh, sector specialists from the government and private sector and the main idea is to basically develop the local network uh, of learning in pakistan Uh, what we are encouraging you is to uh, it's not limited to but we are encouraging you to focus on evaluation of government initiatives, government policies, government processes and assessment of institutions and their performance in a uh, broader socioeconomic and development context. Uh, one important thing is like Dr. Uh, Nadim also mentioned that uh, we are also encouraging female applicants, graduate students and researchers from backward areas of Pakistan. Please do come up uh, with a proposal And uh, we will, uh, as Dr. Nayab mentioned, that we are more interested uh, in your research idea. So if there is a need to hand holding at, uh, you know, if the idea is good, we will make sure that you get the right uh, guidance and mentoring from the REC. And uh, we uh, are actually looking for very good uh, ideas. Uh, Application qualifications, uh, there were a lot of uh, questions on our emails we were receiving. So for all of you, uh, individuals and groups of researchers, academicians, graduate students, scholars, professionals, practitioners, and organizations, both uh, government and non-government, with interest in economic growth and public policy issues in Pakistan, they are welcome uh, to participate. Uh, and submit their uh, proposal to RASTA program. Just please, uh, as Dr. Nayab mentioned, remember that the topic of your research must fall under the RASTA theme. Uh, If if, if if it's not relevant this time, just wait for the next round and uh, it will be covered in the next uh, thing. So if I quickly tell you the guideline of application, it's, uh, as I said earlier, it's already there on the website. Uh, But since we are having this interactive session, so uh, let me just tell you that there will be a cover sheet, application cover sheet, uh, which should be filled for each investigator separately. Uh, uh, And then we want a research proposal. There will be some initial pages of your research proposal. Uh, Then there will be a main body in which uh, these some points you must keep in mind that uh, should be covered. For instance, there should be a description of your proposed research including the problem statement. Uh, We would like to see the review of literature. We would like to see uh, how sound is your methodology, uh, which will actually uh, going to help you answer your research question or test your hypothesis. Uh, Then there will be like, we would like to see that, uh, what would be your sources of data and all these things which are present uh, there. Uh, as as also mentioned that the body of this proposal should not exceed 12 single space pages with 12 size font uh, it, it doesn't mean that you have to submit a proposal which uh, should have 12 pages it can be 7 8 9 pages also but it should have uh, you know these things covered which are mentioned here uh, from the faculty members researcher professionals they would like you to submit your brief cv uh, maximum 3 pages Uh, From graduate students, we would like two things. One, your uh, official transcripts and your uh, uh, course enrollment thing. And you have to ask your supervisor to send us a letter of recommendation on their letterheads. Uh, Please attach a timeline with your uh, research proposal when you submit your application. About the detailed budget, uh, there are lots of questions coming up, uh, and there are a few uh, answers we have already uploaded on our website. Uh, It it must indicate proposed expenditure uh, which you are actually going to show and uh, a brief explanation of each cost in this document. So the budget may include items such as remuneration for the PI and co-PI, cost towards research assistant, you know, data collection, small field surveys, travel related cost. But remember that RASTA is not going to uh, finance any equipment, hardware, Uh, in this project the budget explanation should indicate uh, also any additional funding available or expected to be received in support of this project but you have to acknowledge both sources then so basically this is the checklist there will be four files which you will submit before the deadline uh, electronically on our website rasta at uh, pi.org.pk one as i said application cover sheet two your research proposal three your uh, uh, financial uh, proposal. And finally, your brief. So these are the four files which you will attach uh, with your email and you will send it to us before uh, the deadline. And within 14 days, we will go through it and we will uh, send you a confirmation on that. Deadline is again 20th of uh, November, as I mentioned. Incomplete applications, uh, I think it will be difficult for us to uh, you know, consider late applications. So let me take you through quickly uh, this uh, process, how it's is, is going to actually work. Uh, we are in, at, at stage one, which is the call for research proposal. Uh, after this, after the 20th of November, uh, we will uh, get your proposals reviewed uh, by RAC members. Uh, at least uh, uh, two RAC members will review uh, each proposal, and they will give a detailed comments on each proposal, and we will share those comments with the applicants whether you your application is successful or not. So in both cases, we will send uh, will share share our uh, review uh, with you. So uh, once they have the review, they will score, they will evaluate your proposal. There will be a shortlisting based on the highest scores, and then we will invite. Uh, the uh, uh, you know uh, people uh, who get highest scores in their review to present uh, uh, in, in, in an oral presentation and in front of the rack and on the basis of that uh, uh, exercise there will be a rack meeting and there will be an announcement of the award uh, by early january 2021
1: it will not just be the rack it will be a public meeting all the participants can come to it too
4: so it will be a conference like thing. And the rack will decide at that meeting, but everybody will be present. Yes, but the the rack is the only empowered to review, uh, to score, and to decide the award. Hmm. Right. In the third stage, uh, uh, of after you get uh, the award, there will be there's another
1: addition frame that should be made. The rack can also ask this group peer. The point is peer review, so we can get some of this group also to review things as the rack teams necessary.
4: Uh, yes, at, at the later stage, Dr. Nadeem, I believe. At the interim stage and at the final stage, I think at, at this stage, only uh, RAC will make the decision. Uh, am I right, no, de- David Orden? decision is racs but review, we yeah. can get many people. Right?
1: So, of know, course. It's like it's like the editor of a journal. The editor makes a decision, but reviews are from peers. And he,
4: of course. Of course. Uh, so in third stage, when uh, you uh, get the award, uh, they will be monitoring... Uh, 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 progress uh, the project management team of rasta will uh, monitor your progress uh, we will assign you a mentor from the rack and uh, he or she will uh, help you guide you and uh, keep an eye on the progress of the report and at the midterm period uh, there will be an interim report uh, submission uh, which uh, again you have to come up with a presentation oral presentation online or in progr- uh, in person, we have to see, uh, considering the COVID situation. So there will be a workshop again, a second workshop in which you have to present your preliminary findings by the mid-term uh, phase. And the final stage, you have to submit the final report. And then again, we will have a final conference for this round. For each round, we will have this uh, these stages. For this round, we will have a final conference in which you will, present your research findings and then uh, your uh, report will be evaluated and uh, we will ask you to uh, process your uh, report for a journal article or a working paper and a policy brief and things like that. I hope that that makes clear that what how the process is going to be in a RASTA single round. Uh, There is a project management unit and a research advisory committee, as I said, they are well-reputed national and international researchers. Details are available on our website. We are in a process to also develop a RASTA panel of practitioners and a RASTA panel of academicians in which we are going to engage practitioners and more academicians uh, in in this program. Uh, Then there are frequently asked questions, as Dr. Nayab mentioned, they are available on our website. uh, The website you can just go there and these are available here and uh, i'll just just show you quickly and uh, these are some uh, uh, things that uh, please follow us on twitter you will get the updates from there and all the updates are available on our, our website so i stop here and there's uh, dr Radeem up to you thank you thank you let me take some
1: questions before we go to these uh, aisha abbasi
4: Aisha Basi. Okay, Fazan. Uh uh thank you, sir. Uh, my name is Fazan and I am one
5: uh I am from PCRWR. May I question uh, governors aspect may a uh, government of Llochistan kill yeah? Uh,
4: regulatory framework uh, 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 develop karna chahte
5: hain to uske stakeholder consultation research and bakiya government policies hain involved involve hain kya wo hum, is governors ka jo
4: aapka, uh, priority area hai fit in hoti hai
1: but point ye i don't think puri hukumat regulatory framework regulatory framework to <coughs> a market ka for example, you can think of a market like agriculture, or mining, or minerals, or whatever. You can have that, but you can't think of the whole government as having one regulatory framework. But in any case, that that kind of a thought is very valid. It's a zero regulatory framework, we can talk about it, but you have to be specific. What area are you thinking of, and how you're thinking of addressing it? Right. You can take international best practice. You can, you know, uh, study regulatory economics and see what you can come up
4: with. So absolutely, it's a very, it's, it's a good project. Sophia Khalid? Dr. Deem, can I add something here before we we take more questions, please? Uh, See, we will will have a workshop coming up next week, uh, in which uh, we are actually uh, organizing a a half-day kind of a workshop, in which uh, we would invite our REC members and other experts, who will actually guide you how to write a good research proposal and how to estimate budget costs uh, for your projects. So please do stay in touch and uh, please join us in uh, that workshop.
1: Great. Sophia. Sophia Khalid.
2: Thank you very much. Hmm. Uh, My question is अगर in uh, पास्ट में कुछ मैंने इस तरह के केसेस देखे हैं कि आपने एक प्रपोजल uh, सबमिट कराया and proposal has your idea. So, आइडिया तो आपको चले ग्रांट नहीं मिली जो भी है कंपटीशन लेकिन वो आइडिया आपका जो है वो इज एल्स जो आपके वैल्यूएटर्स थे या थे और व्हाटएवर तो ये जो अब सब में और फिर आगे फर्दर जहां भी यूज हुआ how ensure proposal
1: I sympathize with you. but uh, ये ये I mean, if you write something, people take up your idea and don't cite you. So I don't think we can guard against that. We will try our best. And we have certain norms and certain... Uh, Um, ways of doing business. So we hope that people will be honorable and not do this, but uh, it happens and I don't think that we can legally do anything about it because whenever you put in a proposal you have that risk. So yeah, I'm sorry, but that's the
4: way the world. Uh, may, may I, Dr. Nodi, may I respond to this, please? Uh, we will, uh, actually, we are working on a manual of our Rasta program in which we have a section on this confidentiality of your, uh, you know, ideas and uh, confidentiality of your data. Uh, because if you see our guidelines available on the website, And we will try our best uh, to make uh, to keep the confidentiality of that but uh, please do keep this in mind but as dr Udeen mentioned that you will also be sharing this idea with other friends or perhaps would be sending this document for other grants program also so uh, we will inshallah try our level best uh, to keep the confidentiality uh but there is a risk all this i agree
1: with Dr. thing initiality
4: hai? for god's
1: sakes if somebody is going to use data for the paper that data has to be public this business of people trying to hide their data and hide their regressions and hide their models i know this is done in pakistan but quite frankly it's not done in the world once you've published a model that model has to be public the data has to be public so let's accept that international norm that you can't publish a regression or a model and keep the data secret or keep the model secret. So we have to follow that norm too. So if you've used a certain data set and you've come to some conclusions then everybody has to have that data set and has to be able to verify your conclusion. Okay. Aisha basi can you speak now or should I go to somebody else? Aisha Basi, I don't think can work a mic. Aisha, can you work your mic? Aisha Basi, or is it a Yusha Basi? I don't know. Maybe I've got the name wrong. Maybe it's a Yusha Basi. No? Ali Khan?
3: Gee, um, thank you, Nadim. And uh, I'd like to say hello to David Orden also. Um, I was part of the earlier uh, research advisory committee. So uh, I wish Rasta very well. And um, my question is about the review process. And even though um, the thrust of the webinar today is on submission of applications, but uh, the review process itself was a learning uh, process. So uh, I just, want to know if uh, you have any guidelines for reviewers also, because I see that you have a very, very long list of people in RAC from very different backgrounds. So to bring them together uh, for sort of some uh, you know common understanding about how the review process should be, Um, I mean, just from my humble experience, uh, I'd like to submit that that is also something that you should be thinking about. Thank you.
1: Gulrind, sir. Gulrind.
5: Adil Saleem. Okay, I'm Gulrind. I just animated. So, Uh, My question is about uh, the scope of uh, this research. Let's
6: suppose I'm working on uh, some public policy like uh, education uh, initiatives, uh, policy initiatives. So after 18th amendment, education becomes province. Should we, uh, what's recommended? Should we include entire country or uh, just a touch particular province or region? You can even Uh, include the city.
1: You can even include, I mean, it doesn't matter. We want mm-hmm. local research too. So it really doesn't matter. Depends on- okay. what I,
6: have, I have also
5: another question. Uh, I'm also uh, a part of faculty and a student, but right now I'm on a study leave. So what status should I show? Uh, because I'm not going to my uh, university, but mm-hmm. I'm as a student.
1: So. Leave, study leave is fine. You're still affiliated, right? You still have a status. So that's fine. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, next.
4: Thank you, Nadeem Saab. Uh, uh, can you hear me? Okay, thank you. I just wanted to quickly ask that if you would fund um, studies that are not uh, necessarily um,
1: economet- econometrics or u- uses you know, statistical
4: models, for example, ethnographic studies or studies that would uh, rely on qualitative
1: research tools. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's why I mentioned Nayab's work. It's not econometric. Absolutely. Yes, we will fund anything provided the question is good and provided you are willing to do some honest hard work in developing a good approach to studying it. A good methodology, a good approach. How do you want to study it? What is the question? What do you want to study? For example, take energy. <clears throat> you can't do much econometrics in energy. So we would welcome a study on a disco, for example. How, what are the losses of disco? How does it work? K, electric? We were just having a meeting on that. on that, for example. Or we would welcome a study on how, for example, the energy pricing system works and is it good, is it bad? They've got a uniform pricing system now, is that okay or not? We would welcome a study on circular debt. We would welcome a study. So a number of areas. So don't worry. Anything, ethnographic studies, absolutely possible to do and should be done. Adil Saleem.
6: Uh, Thank you, Dr. Nadeem Saab. My first question is, uh, does this project finance the purchase of softwares and data sets and my second question is, uh, can we use the research findings under this project for our PhD dissertation?
1: Thank you. Use your PhD dissertation anywhere on software and buying stuff. I th- I don't think that we will allow that. Maybe in selective cases, but I don't think we want to get into this. HTC has done that, and I don't. I wrote a book on that. I don't quite like this thing that we are by setting up all kinds of, you know, purchase arrangements because we don't want to get into purchase arrangements. We just want to get into serious research and getting things done. So yes, go out and collect data, go out and do focus groups, go out and do ethnographic studies, go out and spend time and money doing those things, but not necessarily collecting uh, things. So, but selectively we may allow you to buy some software or something like that, but not necessarily, not at all buying computers and things like that, that is not on, okay. (laughs) Sharyar. You are.
5: Thank you, Dr. Nadim. I am Sherry Aziz from Prime Institute. Mm-hmm. I would like to ask that the RSC would have a marking uh, criteria in front of them when they would be reviewing our proposals. Any chance that that marking scheme can be shared with us?
1: No. Quite frankly, uh, well, this country—I wrote I recently—wrote something on it too. This country has gone mad in trying to set up a gaming system. And uh, you, know, you set up a system where you've got marking sheet, it, when you're reviewing something, there are no hard numbers. It's always a judgment call. I've had number of rejections, I have a number of acceptances that can't be explained. So I don't think that we want to get into a situation where we have a mark sheet and then you go to court and we want to do, that. that is slowing us down. It is destroying the whole, everything in, in our system. So we really don't want to get into this, um, this situation where we have numbers and Everybody's trying to, you know, focus on, on that. Even game theory does not allow us to do that. It also suggests, and this is why the Nobel Prize was given to these two guys today, um, because um, they, they, they set up a process where you don't have an option in one go. You have a number of rounds of auction to be able to get to the right result, and you can't game the system by just one round of an option. So now we won't do that
0: Yeah, Nadeem, if I could just interject. Yeah, yeah. Thank you
4: very much for giving me time. I was waiting for quite some time. So my question is that whether you can provide funding for a three, four years long project. I'm interested in more in social experiments and RCTs. And for RCTs, you need several tiers of data and then experiments as well. So is RASTA
6: available for Experimental work,
1: um, very limited because we can't go for five years. We don't have that kind of resources. We don't have that kind of patience. So no, we are not going to fund for more than more year. That's the outside
0: limited Okay. okay. You
1: were saying something.
0: Yeah, I just inject two things. Right. One on on the time length. The question that just came up. Uh, you know, you couldn't could think about submitting a second proposal you know, there's no guarantee you get your first proposal funded that a second follow up proposal would be funded but that would be a way to extend the length of a research project i agree with the commentator that you know one year funding is a, a little limiting for a lot of social science research so you have to think about developing a program that this bit of funding fits into you have other angles on how to get it done you can reapply to this program for a potential second year uh, different things like that. We certainly in the CGP program had had some projects that we did fund for two years. The other thing is on this quite, well first, the other thing is I wanted to just say hello to Alia Khan. Nice to he- he- hear your voice and uh, just wanted to, to say hello. Um, the other is again, I, I, I called attention before to the, the selection criteria, not the actual rankings of the reviewers, but the selection criteria. And, Fahim didn't include that in his slide, so I would really call attention again to these four criteria that are listed in the RASTA call for applications. Importance of the topic and relevance to the given research themes, cohesion and creativity of the pros- proposed research, research design and technical feasibility, value of the expected outcomes for public policy and qualifications of the investigators, five, five criteria. Those really will be, from our experience in the CGP, those really will be the criteria that, that in the end when this, the, the RAC members are making a decision which proposals to invite for presentation, which ones to fund, those five criteria really will weigh. Sometimes it'll be one versus another that pushes a proposal up into the, into the top tier. But as you prepare proposals, I would really try to encourage you to keep those five criteria in mind and. Think about whether the way you've structured your proposal, the material you've presented in it, really uh, gets at those five criteria. Because those will be the proposals that that are successful in receiving funding, or ones that rank highly on these very clearly articulated criteria for selection. Good point. Absolutely. Murad Murad please. Murad
4: I could see.
6: Yeah, thank you. First of all, again, an
4: excellent initiator. And I was also among the awardees in the Ph.D. program. And they were all I'm so thankful you hosted me at Ifri when I visited Washington, D.C. And, yeah, so I'm very, very grateful. grateful. Yeah. The question is, uh, is
6: there any limit uh, in which particular, how is the maximum number of researchers for a research project, the no- maximum number of research researchers in a team? Is there any limit that a research
1: proposal should be submitted by a maximum number of people? A people, a group of three or four or five or just two? Is there any limit? Good question. Go ahead, David Fahim. Fahim Nayab, do you have any answer?
2: Uh, Dr. Nayab, think. I think she. I, I I don't think there is any limit to the number of uh, investigators in any study. It's up to those writing the proposal
0: okay i mean you okay. might be
2: doing something with different people having different specializations so it's fine okay
0: thank you
1: thank
6: you thank but
1: you. but there is a problem thinking about the pakistani mentality i have to say something we also don't want teams of five presenting ten proposals
2: no but there is a limit i mean one name can uh, appear for a maximum of two times okay so, so
1: whether okay. They are
2: so so there is a limit I mean, okay. the, there is a limit on the number of proposals they can submit. So it's not like a person becomes a PI in one and co PI in three others. He can be, I mean, one name can appear only twice. That's it.
1: Good point, because only twice.
2: Only twice, yes. OK,
1: thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You need to see, uh, the impact factor thing people have formed teams and they are now yes. having mm-hmm. a number of citations. So we want to be careful of that too, right?
4: OK, yes. great. Anybody else, folks? I think uh, please give the opportunity to Dr. Idris, and we will... Okay,
1: now let me preface it before we give it to Idris. What Idris is going to present is a growth framework that we are developing for Pakistan, and PIDE is developing it, but PIDE is not developing it on its own. We've got a large number of people including uh, p- people from um, people from all four provinces and well-known people like Hafiz Basha, Shaykh Kardar, Salman Shah. All these people are on the advisory committee of this, um, uh, this proposal. And we are eventually going to prepare a growth framework or growth strategy that will be signed by all these people. So when you hear this, consider this, that this is um, being prepared by a large group of people, not just by it, but outside too. So we are trying to put the best human capital of Pakistan on this. The second reason that we want you to see this is because this is what has by the research agenda going forward, this is what we are researching. These areas are what we are researching. So in Rasta, we want you to think about these areas because a large body of our researchers, something like RAC has already determined that these are important topics. So Idris is going to give you a very brief presentation on it, although it's a much larger project that we're doing. But the key issue here is to emphasize the kind of questions that we are asking in preparing this course framework so over to you Dries. thank
6: you <clears throat> let me share Go
4: ahead.
6: So, so how much time do i have so that i can schedule accordingly oh, 10. fine 15 minutes is fine okay so as Dr. Nadeem said that we are developing a growth strategy and the purpose of uh, presenting it here is that these constitute kind of the questions that you can ask in your research agenda. So you would see that uh, what we are saying is that given the demographic structure of Pakistan, which is like this, that you can see this, uh, the upper line is the working age population, which is growing at higher rate than the average population. So we need more jobs and we need the economy to grow faster. Pied estimates suggest that uh, we need to grow, the country need to grow at a rate of 7 to 8 percent.
1: This is the Naya
6: paper that I told you about. Yeah, this is uh, coming from Dr. Naya's paper that Dr. Nadine just referred. So if we have to cater to this working age population and other things that we need to grow at a higher rate for a sustained very long period, like 25 to 30 years. So the question is how to grow at a fast rate, at a higher rate. Pakistan has been after IMF for a very long period. For In the last 55 years, we have been to IMF for uh, around 18 times. So again, one of the questions could be, how to achieve debt sustainability and to how to get rid of this uh, addiction to IMF. So you can resolve, um, based your questions around effectiveness, of aid and something like that. Now the question is debt sustainability. Pied estimates again suggest that if we were to grow at a hypothetical rate of 1.5%, then our debt will be increasing. If we grow at a rate of 6.6%, then we will just be able to maintain the current le- level of debt, which is 86%. And in order to have a decreasing uh, debt, we need to grow at a rate higher than the 6.6%. That is like 7 to 8%. Okay. So um, you can see that this is the growth trend of Pakistan, and you can see this regression line that the growth trend is has been declining over time, and the growth has been very volatile. Same is the case with the the elements of growth. Our investment rate has been continuously declining, our investment has been low and as well as declining, and the same is the case with total factor productivity. So again, you can revolve your questions around what are the barriers to investment, how to increase investment, and so on. We need to first before this. i let me show you this. So far, the growth paradigm has been what we have been following is the Hug-Hag growth model. our refers to Dr. Mabul huck and the Hag is the Howard Advisory Group, which is which has been focused on brick and mortar, and that was the need of the times, like 60s and 70s. But now, moving on 70 years, we need to change the growth paradigm, and perhaps we need to focus more on the endogenous growth, which would be um, which would demand developing institutions like governance, legal framework and markets. The basic uh, premise of uh, this growth strategy is that economic activity happens in markets and markets are constrained in Pakistan. Markets do not function well in Pakistan because of number of reasons. And one of this primary reason could be governance failure. So how to make markets uh, more workable and how to improve governance, these are the two main questions that the growth strategy seeks to uh, solve. And you can also base your research agenda around these questions and going down into the nitty-gritty of the governance and the nitty-gritty of different markets and I'll be coming to markets, what kind of markets you can cover. So, on the doing development better, again, as I said that our PSDP has been focused mainly on brick and mortar. What we are saying is that we should be doing more results-based management and we, while approving a project, while undertaking a project, whether it's metro or in train, motorway or whatever, we should be doing cost-benefit analysis. So again, perhaps somebody can study The trends of PSDP and the cost benefit analysis of different projects that we have taken over time and how to improve our PSDP or investment. So this is the overall framework of the growth strategy that we need to set up markets. We need to have uh, better governance and then we need to create more creative cities. Economic activity basically happens in cities. And I was looking at this test directory, and you will be surprised to know that uh, around 1 trillion of income tax is collected from different major cities of Pakistan. And 80% of this tax comes from Karachi, Lahore, and Islamabad. Around 210 billion is collected from markets of Pakistan. And 86% of this tax comes from markets of three cities, again, Karachi, Lahore, and Islamabad. So this is enough to suggest that economic activities happens in cities and not only cities, but metropolitans and vibrant cities. So what kind of cities do we need for economic growth? You can uh, base your research questions around these topics. So markets. What do we need in markets? Market activity happens if there are transactions. If you own a house and nobody is willing to buy it, then whatever the price, there is no transaction and this is not uh, contributing to the the GDP. So what you would want is that there are transactions in the market and and these transactions are speedy and secure. And if at all, there is a dispute, Uh, while you contract with someone, then there is a dispute resolution mechanism and the dispute resolution mechanism would of course come through courts, etc. So again, you can study the legal system and all that. These are the characteristics of a market. First, the market needs to have information about whatever is being traded. If you want to buy, let's say, exchange currency today, and you want to go to a money changer, you will not be afraid that you will be taken for a ride because you can check the rates, uh, look at the rates on the website and then go to the money changer. So information about the currency rates is available. But the same is this may not be the case for uh, if you want to buy a piece of land. So how the information would develop about real estate, how information would develop about a number of other things that you want to exchange you can solve these problems. So the market again needs solvent agents, solvent buyers and solvent uh, sellers. Defined rights of both buyers and the sellers. And then the transaction technology. uh, um, By transaction technology, we mean the transaction process. Is the transaction process speedy or is is it delayed? If you want to let's suppose uh, uh, transfer property and it takes ages to transfer property or if you want to build a house, and it takes ages to get electricity connection or your map and design approved, then this is the, uh, hindering economic activity. So basically you can resolve your, uh, solve uh, waste your questions around, uh, what you would say, cost of doing business. Government footprints. What this growth strategy is suggesting is, that the markets do not function. The markets are dysfunctional because government is an active player in the markets. And the government uh, private estimates suggests that at least 67%, there's a 67% footprint of the government in the market in the form of that the government is uh, in SOEs, like energy, government have SOEs in energy, transportation, financial sector, manufacturing, et cetera. Then the government is fixing prices of wheat, the government is fixing prices of electricity, medicine, public transport, and even milk and bread. The government is giving untargeted subsidies. Then we have a whole set of SROs, which are regulating the economy, and we have import and export restrictions. You can study all this footprint, all this government regulation, whether this is conducive for the growth of the economy or whether this is entering economy and you can exactly pinpoint what regulation needs to be taken off. As we are building this strategy Dr. Nadeem and again continues to tell us that we very specific. For example, if you feel that one of the constitution article of the constitution says that if gas is originating in let's say Vanu then the people, natives of the Vanu have the first fight over this. But this is, uh, this is not the case with the gas, uh, electricity generating from, let's say, or So whether this uh, regulation is good or not, you can do some research on this. And be very specific, your conclusion should be that abolish article so and so of the constitution. So this kind of research, if you do, probably you are likely to be more successful. Now coming to agriculture markets. Within agriculture markets, you can study land, you can study storage market. The one, Pasco is there, and, and the government is a major player in the storage market, and the government, Pasco drives out everyone else. You can study input market, fertilizer, etc., and you can study output market, wheat, wheat, sugar, and other things. And why do we don't have brands? Why um, why we lack um, one of the key driver of the growth is innovation, but uh, the level of innovation, the magnitude of innovation is almost absent in Pakistan. So, what are the reasons for this? Just giving you an example of the wheat market. Uh, imported wheat in Pakistan is available at 35 per kg. It, it would be and if you add the incidental to this, it would be 45 but wheat is retailing in Pakistani market at 70. And the, all the benefit is going to the millers, not to the consumers or the farmers. So our, at, at least, recommendation would be, part recommendation is the government should get out of the uh, wheat market gradually. But you, uh, this is,
0: uh,
6: we are suggesting only on the level of policy, you can go skin deep into this and suggest why this should be so and how the government presence in the market is hindering the welfare of the consumers and the the entire economy. Same is the case for sugar and number of other things. Housing and construction. For housing and construction, the regulatory framework is the most important thing. If we have to encourage you, you continue to hear the Prime Minister says that um, we cannot build uh, those, uh, the New pakistan housing scheme cannot move ahead because of the foreclosure law. So again, there is some regulation that is hindering it. So you can study the regulations surrounding the construction market, the real estate market, and comment on it, conclude whether or not these are Hindering the economy, or whether these are conducive to growth, and then you can suggest some solution as well. These are just uh, uh, I am giving you. An, if you buy a property in uh, Bahria Town, then you have to go through these steps. And if you um, buy a property in some sectors of Islamabad, then you have to go through all these steps if you have to get the property transfer. So these steps are you can see that uh, much more than what the barrier town demands. So again, larger the steps, the more time will be consumed and the economic activity will be constrained. So you can do some research around this. These are the different requirements. Energy, energy probably is uh, one of the key or most basic problem of Pakistan. We have uh, expensive energy and we, a number of uh, parts of the country do not have a regular access to energy. And one of the reasons our export may not be growing is that our products are not competitive abroad. And one of the reasons is the high cost of energy. So what is the solution to the energy? First, you have to study the causes. What is the, uh, for example, what are the causes of circular debt? How it is hindering the growth of the market and so on and so forth. And number of, so I just listed some of the reasons, but you can go again skin deep into the energy sector. And this is one of the topic that uh, by dispersing very uh, with with great rigor, And we had conducted at least seven webinars on this. Same is the case with the gas. Winters are coming and you can see that there will be shortage of gas. So what are the problems surrounding the gas market? And um, your research should be focused how to develop a market for energy. Currently, there is no market. The government is everywhere. So if the government is there, then there is no market. So is it possible? that reduce the, if not eliminate, at least reduce the role of the government, whether or not the regulator is efficient, whether or not the regulator is doing its job and how to improve the job of the regulator, what needs to be done. These are all topics for research. So as I said, that markets might be constrained. One reason could be because there are footprints of the government and there is a governance failure. So how to improve governance? So what could be the government for the future? We would say that the role of the government should be in three areas. One is policy, process, and monitoring and evaluation. The role of the government should be in regulation and service delivery, in delivering service services and might be if other public goods could be education, health, et cetera. So these are the major areas on which there should there be government, and the implementation, etc., should be left to the either to the market or to the uh, separate autonomous entities, independent entities. Civil service and within the governance, civil service is a key element. So, what kind of civil service we need for the future? Do we need uh, a deputy commissioner who is regulating milk and uh, wheat prices? Or do we want, uh, we would like this to leave it to the market? So you can, there is a whole bunch of literature on this. And every almost five or 10 years, we have civil service reform. But uh, nothing good is coming out of this. So you can investigate the area of civil service. Yes, and related to this is uh, local government service delivery is to come through the local government so how to make government uh, local governments functional and how to faci- how to create a role for the local government where it could be facilitating economic activity and finally judiciary as I said that uh, if if uh, you get into a dispute, then ultimately the problem lands into the courts, and the courts have to be efficient. So you can basically research around this question: that how to ensure speedy and inexpensive justice. And it could be it it would involve liars, it would involve judges, and so on and so forth. Even and even the police as well. And finally, I would cover the area of taxation, we are always resource constrained. So how to improve uh, our resource mobilization, what needs to be done for that, whether we need to improve the governance of FBR on this or where we need to um, digitize automation, etc. cetera, what needs to be done. Finally, we need creative cities, as I said, mm-hmm. cities that are, you can say, i uh... not slides on this. cities that facilitate, uh, you can say dense, mixed use, high rise, which would facilitate economic activity and where people can easily access the markets. And where probably we have space for storage, we have space for schooling, we have even space for uh, public spaces like parks, etc. And finally, in order to pay for our imports, uh, we need to have our exports are very low and are on the declining trend as well. So, what we need to do to boost our exports, uh, whether we need to address non-tariff barriers, or tariff barriers, or so on and so forth, these are all research questions which are around which you can base your proposals. Thank you. That's all for me.
5: Thank you,
1: Sub. There are a number of research questions that our profession has not answered, that the public policy analyst has not answered. For example, the energy question is glaring us in the face in the public policy profession, like yourself have not answered that at all. And we need to answer that. Um, Like for example, somebody said we need to buy data. I don't know what data you need to buy. To answer the energy question, there's no data that you need to buy. I think sometimes we make data an excuse. Sometimes we make econometrics an excuse. Look, there's no excuse to answering the questions of the time. It's very important to understand there are plenty of questions that are surround you. For example, investment. Just think about it. Whichever city you are sitting in, let's say you're sitting in Gilgit-Baltistan. Okay, what kind of investment should take place there? Why is it not taking place? Are there you're talking about tourism? Is the tourist infrastructure okay there? Is the private sector investing in tourism? What kind of a tourism do you want? What kind of a tourism should you have? Is it high value tourism, low value? So many questions that I can ask. Let's say if you're sitting in Multan, why is there Okada? Why is there no um, grain market there? Why? Where is grain storage taking place? Where is um, uh, the, the forward in the spot market for agriculture. There are so many questions there that need to be answered. And this uh, um, business of hiding behind data will not do because you have to go out and get the data. And it's easy to get the data. After all, we had a presentation by the World Bank the day before yesterday where the World Bank did a perception survey of Pakistani businessmen. At a very expensive cost. They did it probably with two million dollars or something like that. And they generated a few, well, maybe a hundred responses from uh, with a questionnaire from businessmen. And they did a study on that. Well, why can't you guys do that? Why can't you guys do a perception survey? Why can't you guys do a focus group? So all those things are there, and I think uh, we can um, we can talk about them. So that's um has laid a number of issues for example agricultural markets a lot of people can study that even your city markets why is investment not taking place in your area what is the energy and water situation in your area why can't that? the one thing that is sub i think we should include which we haven't included is internet i mean why what is the internet like and how do we improve the internet so i mean that's also important to do so these are all questions that we have so anyways, now I'll go back to the audience. If anybody has a question, please raise your hand. Otherwise, I think you've got a fair idea of what we want. And you've got a fair idea of how Rasta will proceed. And uh, let's see where we can go. There are some RAC members here. Anybody from the RAC wants to say anything, please raise your hand. Anybody can come in now. Anybody.
4: Hey man, would you like to say something? Heman, are you
5: there? Yes, I'm here. Bully,
1: The internet has a problem. Heman, up I think we've lost you. Okay. I'm Go ahead. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, my my network bandwidth is low, so. So, what was your question? No,
1: well, Fahim was asking, "Do you would you like to contribute? Would you like to say anything?" Okay. Is on a rack. So uh, go ahead, Haman Sab.
5: Methodology and all this. I just want to add that those who are working on uh, purely like uh, econometrics models and all this, uh, usually uh, people just put write the models by just putting some variables. So one important thing is we emphasize is that we should have economic model so that the model is well developed and it's uh, from the theory. So if theory is already there, so literature review really helps a lot. So I just want to emphasize that uh, the researchers should identify research gaps. So there are two things. One is a policy gap. whole research gap so uh, those who are submitting the proposal should really look at
1: So, internet seriously has to be a part of a gross framework. <laughs> let's,
4: let, let's take questions. Let's take questions.
1: ahead, right. Shad Sattar, sir. Shad Sattar from Aptima. Go ahead. Good to see that Aptima is taking an interest in research. I would like to say that this is a great initiative. And that should anyone want to... Uh, statement to... Right. Hello? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, ahead chat. Should anyone want uh, to collaborate with industry on any That's part of your research,
4: research uh,
1: we would be happy to uh, provide the information, collaborate in whatever way we can. We would also be happy to fund
5: some of the research studies.
1: There you go. See, Aptima, you can get all the data you want, you can get all the support you want, and inshallah, the, Job is yours to ask the right question. You can get all the support you want. Okay, anybody else, folks? If not, then let me just say thank you very much. It's been a great meeting. We will have three or four more of these. If we really want to make sure that everybody understands. that we have very good Rasta uh, proposals. So please work with us. We will inshallah try and make um, you know Rasta work. And the object is that you must ask your questions, whichever area you are in. If you're in cell code, for example, ask about the sports good market, ask about the surgical goods market. If you're sitting in Okada, ask about the agricultural markets. If you're sitting in Tras ask about textile questions. If you're sitting in Karachi, ask about K electric, water supply, et cetera. There are so many questions, figure out your question, figure out the way you can research it and make it happen. Be a leader of research. And this is what this is all about. We want you to be the leader of research, not us. We are just going to be the midwives. You have to be the leaders of research, ask the right questions, and inshallah, we'll make it work. So, Fahim, when is our next webinar? Can you tell them about the date so that everybody knows?
4: Uh, Dr. Nadeem, we have a workshop coming up now. It would be like a three to four hours workshop in which uh, our RAC members and some technical experts uh, we will gather them. Uh, we will share the program soon on our Twitter and on our website, and we would encourage strongly recommend all potential applicants to join in that workshop, participate, and learn how to make uh, a design, uh, write a good research proposal, and how to uh, you know cost your estimates uh, for that proposal so it's upcoming on the 4th of november mm-hmm. and uh, we will share the time and details all the contents very soon okay okay, okay.
1: but I, th- I think we should make these a lot lot quicker because people should before the they start writing the proposal they should have some time so if possible try and make it like this saturday or something like that Maybe even earlier. Okay. let's
4: see let's see let, let, let's see if we can do that earlier also Okay. Before we go, I'll ask Zainul
1: Abedin, sir, from HEC, to give us a few words because we must have HEC support. Always, HEC is our ally, our partner, our regulator. HEC, Zain, sir, you have a lot of growth. Uh, sorry, research funding. So your experience will be welcome.
4: I think Zain, sir, is travelling now. He was here before. but oh, we don't see him in anymore okay okay next time we must get him to talk okay sure sure
0: so okay
1: great thank you folks thank you very much i think it's been a wonderful